Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Sermon podcast, and today I'm here in Milton location and with two amazing women of God. Uh, They are not strangers for us, uh, for our Restoration Church family. Um, They've been attending here for for a long, long time, and it's none other than Michelle and Haley. Welcome, guys. Thank Hello. You. Thank Excited you. Excited to be here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the first time uh, we three are sitting together and talking and uh, talking about God and what He's doing in your life and through your life and things like that. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this. And uh, uh, if anyone is missing out on where Pastor Nate and Pastor Jeremy is, uh, they're in a mission strip in Wyoming. Uh, and uh, they're, they're there for a week uh, starting this past Sunday. And also, I just want to thank the church for giving us this opportunity to send our pastors, uh, not just pastors, the whole team from every location they're serving there for two youth camps. So that's amazing. Uh, First of all, thank you, church, for uh, allowing the pastors to leave the location and, you know, serve. And it's been amazing uh, just hearing the testimonies from them. So thank you, church. And uh, hey, uh, just want to start off with this question. What was you guys' biggest takeaways from this Sunday? I think my biggest takeaway was learning to slow down and shut everything off. Because I let God be a part of everything in my life. And I always talk to him and I'm always feel like I'm in communication with him a lot or otherwise I'd probably lose my mind with my kids or something. But I forget to, instead of making him part of my life, I forget to like pause my life and like allow him into it fully. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just something I've been like thoughtful of thinking, okay, maybe I need to wake up earlier in the morning before the kids when the house is quiet and have some time with him or do it at nighttime if I can stay awake, you know? Mm. So that was a big takeaway for me because I need to learn to slow down and make space for him. Yep. That intentional time definitely is one of those things where it's like, you think about it, you know, and you're like, oh, I need to do this. And then sometimes your mind is like, oh, we'll do this first or do this. And you just kind of naturally gravitate towards our own self and what we desire for ourselves or our household or our kids or our jobs. And we never actually take that moment and dedicate that time to Jesus in that, in that time and making it again, intentional, separated time, closing the door behind you. I loved that. I was like, it's so important to just shut it off. The phone, man, the phone is a distraction. (laughs) It can be such a distraction. And I find myself even like, even the day to day, like if I'm with my kids, I'm on my phone while they're playing and I'm like, okay, I'm not intentionally spending time with my kids and investing those moments in my kids, you know, as much as I want to, I Mm. sometimes just don't. And so making sure that intentional time is huge. But I also loved, you mentioned in the podcast, I'm not sorry, the sermon, not the podcast, we're talking in the podcast, (laughs) um, in the sermon, um, and in scripture, like that prayer is a necessity. It's not an option. And as simple of a statement as that is, and like all, like as Christians, we all know that, but to just hear it again, it's such a good reminder. Like we don't have an option. We do need to pray. Like it's a command of us as believers to pray and spend that time in prayer because Mm. 
the more time we spend in prayer, the more we're dedicated and the more we grow in Christ. And I think that's like one of the most golden things as a believer is to spend that intentional time with Jesus because that's all he wants. Right. And uh, there's a pressure that comes with that, mm -hmm. right? For Especially for believers and uh, uh, leaders of the church, uh, you know, pastors, there's a weight that comes to that. But, uh, you know, that weight does not wear us down. It shouldn't wear us right. down. It shouldn't wear us down thinking it's a chore to do it. Oh, man, I got to pray. Really? Like, I got to pray? It shouldn't be that way. Like, it should be, yeah, I get to pray. Yeah. Like, let's go pray, you know? Those kind of stuff. I, I really like those moments uh, where, you know, even Jesus is a big model, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in prayer. Like, he, he shuts down the whole world. Even his own disciples. Hey, yeah. wait, I'm going up. Yep. That's my time with the Father. So modeling that in this world, it's tough. It's hard. It's a challenge. Mm -hmm. As I said, it's a challenge. But that's what the enemy wants us to do. You know, take away that connection. Take away as far as he can. Take that connection off. So to make us think that, oh, it's not a necessity. As you said, Haley, it's not a necessity. Pray whenever you feel like. Or maybe pray whenever... It's convenient uh, for you. Yeah, convenient for you. Or, you know, you don't have to really, right. you know, just just leave your life. Look at this. Like, or only pray, too, when you need something. Yeah. That's a big thing. I feel like a lot of people can fall into that trap is, like, when your life is crumbling apart, you just then go to Jesus. But, like, there's a daily dedication that Jesus requires as believers to have that intimate relationship with him. And when we only go to him at our beck and call, like... It's not like exactly what we should be doing as believers. We need to create that oneness with him. And that is a daily dedication of finding time to pray with him and just be still with him. Right. It's hard though. In a busy world, it's hard. It is a challenge. It's, it can be. I just recently was talking to, who was I talking? Somebody. I was talking with somebody just about busyness of life and the importance of just, oh, I was talking to I you think about like, wait, I think <laughs> this is Michelle. Me. Just slowing <laughs> down. Yeah, it was, I was just slowing down and just changing your, your shift in your mindset of how we live our life and how busy we can be and how it's become almost like a badge of honor to create a busyness of life and to just feel burnt out by it right. in this like culture that, you know, in society. But Jesus is the opposite of that. He like, he works hard. He believes in hard work, but like, his life and his mission was very um, relaxed and at, and at ease until like what he lived 30 years, right. like working as like a carpenter, you know, and right. just living in his life with his, his friends and his family and his believers and like three years of it. Then it was when everything was crazy and busy. Like right. it's, he did it the opposite way. Like and everything it was, was, go ahead. Yeah. Go, yeah. Everything was just, um, you know, less like less crazy less busy and just he did what he needed to do in the time that he had it and it was it was not as uh, comfortable as how we live mm -hmm. we are living our mm -hmm. life there was no like transportation no. he had to walk yeah. you know yeah, like all that stuff was like, like, get on there's no ac like you know in the in those <laughs> desert like they're walking and you know like and still it's Lots amazing, of quiet like, times with God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it, it was, and I like what he said, uh, like the burned out, mm -hmm. you know, like if you take in the Bible, I never read anyone getting burned out. 
Yeah. Burned out was never a thing in the Bible. We humans created it, right? We did For, such a good job at it too. You know? <laughs> so now the culture is like, hey, Pray, pray, pray. Never answer. Oh, I'm burned out. Yeah. Do ministry for such a long time. I'm burned out. Do worship leading for a long time. I'm burned out. Do volunteering for a long time. Burned out. People lose was, sight of what they're doing. That, it, that they lose the heart of it. Yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. if their heart is not there, then you lose it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like if my heart is not right with God and I'm doing it and doing it, it just becomes a burden to us burden to me but if that love of Christ is there I bet that was motivating Jesus to do it he had a love for the father he had the love for the people Mm. and it didn't bother him walking it didn't bother him not having an AC card (laughs) 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 not having an AC not having a church building as such you know lights or whatever he just made it work it didn't bother it was like one mission, I want you to know the Father. Right. So I like... I, and, he, and I feel like he didn't say like, I have to get to Jerusalem. So God, I'll talk to you when I get there. Like he still paused, you know, along the way. He still took time. Yeah. It's just and amazing. Like, yeah. Even in those like times of just slowing down, not as busy, he still took those moments and made intentional time with God. Yeah. So one of the things that you can take away is intentionality in prayer. Uh, we, especially now, you know, like, especially now, uh, like I know the value right now because my daughters are growing up, Mm -hmm. right? Like my kids are growing up. I don't want them to say to me when they grow up, I never saw you pray. That's the last thing I want (laughs) to, I want to hear, you know, I never, I don't know what prayer is, but now we are intentional in our prayer time to show them, hey, this is not to show you, but we are making it to show you guys that, hey, it is it is a priority in our mm-hmm. lives. You cannot just be whatever and live your life and just, yeah. you know, do it's 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 for you too. Yeah. So showing that and to being a model, because Jesus is being a model for us and for us to be the model. For them, you know, it's really important, I feel like. Yeah, and it's gotten harder. Well, it seemed harder for us to be intentional with the older boys. The little ones, you know, you put them to bed, so you pray and you sing worship songs and that's kind of bedtime routine, but they get older and then they don't want you to lay in their bed anymore for some reason. Um, Well, you don't fit, but um, so we had to like think, how can we be intentional with our older kids? So now... They're very technology-based, so we do Bible plans with them. So they'll find one and send it to us, and we'll do it together. And we get in good rhythm. Sometimes we fall out of it, but we always jump back in. And then when there's frustrations, it's always like, okay, let's pray. And I think sometimes they get frustrated. They're like, Mom, I'm just trying to talk to you about it. And I'm like, well, God has a solution, so we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. But let him give us the solution and practicing that with them too. Like no matter what's going on in our world, we always ask God first. Mm-hmm. And right. then we seek help elsewhere. Maybe let me ask ask this question to you guys. Uh, so, in your Christian walk, how maybe listeners are from maybe a new believer to a seasoned believer? But uh, how did you guys uh, get to know the Father? Like, um, how did you 
learn to listen to his voice, learn to know his heart because like every, I'll share it in, in the podcast later on what happened on our second service. It was so cool. But like those kind of moments, like as you said, Michelle, like your boys, right? Like sometimes you want to pray with them and you know, you, the answers are not right there. Mm. You got to wait for maybe a year, months, maybe it's taking forever. How do you teach that to them? How do you teach that, hey, you know, physically you're not seeing it, right? But God listens to it, you know? Right. How do you teach that moments to them? Right. I think, and hopefully this answers it, um, our kids have experienced loss already in their life because this is the world we live in. Um, and they'll say like, well, why didn't God help them? Or why didn't God answer our prayer? Why didn't God heal them? And I always try to explain it in a way of like, we can ask the father, but he knows best. Like he sees the big picture and we just see this little tiny picture. Right. And so when opportunities arise um, to make that practical for them, I always try to point it out. Yeah. See if God answered it this way, then we wouldn't have had this, right. but we wouldn't have known that, you know, had, had we gotten our prayer answered the exact way we asked for it. Right. And so it's handing over that trust, right? Like if, if God sees a bigger picture, we trust that his answer is better. Right. And so we try to do that a lot. That's awesome. Do yeah. you have anything, Haley? Well, I think. I know your kids are yeah, little, but still. They're little, but I mean, for per personally in my life, like, I, when I encountered Jesus and the Holy Spirit for the first time, it changed me completely. And I think a lot of people can testify to that when they've encountered Jesus for the first time in their lives, it changes you. But like, as you allow like the Holy Spirit to convict you and to move in your heart and in your life with whatever you're doing, he does speak to you even in moments of just doing life. Like, you know, if someone's going through a struggle, you feel the pull in your heart to go do something, immediately obey and do it. And it, it usually is what God wants. Like it's right. usually, he was telling you in those moments, like go speak to that person, they need you. And if you hear that voice or you feel that tug on your heart, that's the Holy Spirit. And I feel like everyone, or hopefully people that follow that and, in, and are in pursuit of the Holy Spirit, that's when you find that you're growing you're growing as a believer, but it also pulls you to dive into prayer and into mm. just dedicating that time with God because the more you do it, I mean, even to this day, I'm still like learning to right. separate my time and to just dive further into the scripture and into what Jesus wants in my life because I just feel every time, the, like the more I do that, the more I see the fruits of that come. and. Right. Um, I pray too that my kids will see us mm. not just on a Sunday right. love on Jesus and worship with our hands up in the air, but like they see it in our house. Like just yesterday, for instance, I'm at the, like on the table with my kids and one of my favorite songs came on called It's Weathered by like Maverick City or whatever. And it's one of those beautiful songs that just like hit me, <laughs> like it hits me. And like, I was just worshiping and I was crying and the kids were just like, why are you crying? And I'm like, well, I love Jesus and he's filled my heart with so much and there's so right. much good in this. Like you guys were a blessing to me. And like, I tried to just explain it to them, right. obviously at their, at their knowledge, but having them see that mm. is just, it's practices in our life that are just natural for me, but it's what I desire for my kids to see and want the same thing. Right, so. right. Yeah, I think that's what made me be who I am was watching my mom, yeah. like a single mom working hard, but 
always had her Bible in the books. And they're always like, you know, self-help books, how to be like a better Christian or whatever. <laughs> she always had like 10. And, but she always had her Bible on her bed open. And, she, and I watched her read it every single day. And she always prayed and she lived it, right? Like what you're talking about with right. your kids. And that impacted me a lot, right? Because it wasn't an option in our family if we went to church, which I think is phenomenal. Um, I know the culture now says it's not so phenomenal, but my mom would bring us even if I just slept on a pew because she wanted me to know that Jesus was right. first. Right. Yeah. Um, it's the same for my parents even now. Mm-hmm. Even when they were on vacation here with us, they woke up 5.30. Wow. 5.30. That's okay. And I heard them pray, specifically for me and Rinku and the kids. I'm like... Guys, it's your vacation, you know, like... Yeah, no excuse. Do it at 6.30. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, so, that's, that's encouraging. That's and cool. it's just like, that's in. aspiration right there. Like, I just so love I, that. So it's like, even in their vacation, even even time zones are way different. Still, they respect that and say, hey, 5.30 it is. They could have slept in. Yeah. I'm like, that's incredible. Like, you're, you're showing us. They don't give up on that, you know. Like, yeah. They'll keep... Showing us even, even as 60s, an adult, they're an example to you. You know, so I'm like, wow, like I need to learn that. Like I need to learn that. Like for me, I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation. Like I can sleep in. I can sleep in and, uh, uh, you know, pray later at eight maybe. But you know, there's so much, so much. It's not. It's not like God, like wants this specific time or something like that. Mm. But it's, there's a discipline that comes with it. Yeah. Right? Uh, when we say, hey, 530 is my time and just, it's nothing else. It's it's more prominent, like it's between you and God. So yep. um, parents, if you're listening, you know, don't give up on your prayers. You, you know, your kids need it. Uh, if you want to see them not go astray, pray for them. Don't give up. Be on your knees. And... Uh, spend time with God, it's more important than anything else. Be the example. Yeah, be the example. Yeah, be the model for them because, as I said, this world is so corrupted right now. So corrupted. The culture is so different. Like, I praise God, I brought up in a really healthy culture, right? Like, like I've seen, you know, teenagers, when they grow up, uh, mom went to hug, hug him and say goodbye and he just lost it. He just lost it. I don't want you to hug me in front of my friends. It's weird. And I'm like, what? What on earth, yo? Why is it weird? Like, she was hugging you all this time. She was caring for you all this time. She was doing everything for you till you're 19. And now all of a sudden your it's mom weird. is weird for you. Your dad is weird for you. Yeah. Like, you know, so I'm like, oof. It's a hard culture, right? Hard culture, like, but, you know, I pray that, you know, we don't quit on that. They might not like it, but still pray. Let people see it. Let people see it. Uh, yesterday, I went to, a, went to a place that had had a bar, and I had to wait there for the food to come in. And there was a guy who was, like, looking at me. I was looking at him, and I'm like, I just started a conversation. I invited him to the church. And I'm like, 
and he knows he knows the area and stuff like that. But you know, every opportunity, right? Every opportunity, mm-hmm. just what do you lose? Nothing. You know, mm-hmm. what you will gain is much more valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah. What else? What else did you guys take? Well, I liked what you were saying about like your parents doing something like praying in the morning at five thirty every morning, like. I love, like, as you were saying, like, creating that healthy habit of that. And Jeremy and I recently, we kind of were like, we don't, like, pray much together as much as we want to. Like, that doesn't, I don't, that doesn't sit well with us. Right. And so he started, I think he was reading a book or something about creating healthy habits or something like that. And he was like, it's a small habit, but, like, let's put it on our phones every night before we go to bed. Just, like, let's pray together. Let's spend that time in prayer. Like, we're in bed together already. So, like, we have no, like, there's no excuse. Yeah. And, like, just creating a healthy habit of consistency will change. And, like, don't beat yourself up if you mess up. Like, I think that's another thing is sometimes we, like, get in a negative mindset mindset when we like forget a couple days or whatever and like oh well what's the point now like my habit's broken and it's like why do we create that over our heads and like Jesus is still there welcoming welcoming us back every single time like so to get out of that like space of like I'm not a failure I'm still gonna keep going because again when we're in pursuit of that it changes right I think the other thing that was a huge takeaway for me, and we talked about it, and you might have, you touched on it in your sermon, but we talked about it a little more um, when we were closing out service. Mm. Was we kind of forget that prayer is powerful, mm. and like we just think it's a nice thing that we do, and we just talk to God, but like prayer changes everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So when things aren't going well, or um, I know for us, like we've had a lot of problems with our neighbors since moving there, not wanting to do stuff. And Nate and I just started walking the property line and praying. Yeah. And and even now it's like this morning, there was a plot guy at our house saying, I'm willing to help you. Like, we're going to, we're going to get this to work and I will go to the meetings with you and we'll, mm-hmm. I'll help you because I know what this stuff is all about and you don't. And it was just like, we paused and prayed, not that we hadn't prayed, but we were very right. intentional. intentional. Like we're yeah. going to walk this property. It's God's property. He gets to say what happens to yeah. it, not our neighbors. Right. And then this morning he's like we're here we're gonna help you I'm just like you're an angel but we forget that power right like it seems so simple to us or like God doesn't care but when we pray it moves and changes things that we can't even see right yeah Uh, I couldn't share this on on the first service but I shared this story uh, on the second service about my mother-in-law Ringo's mom she was pronounced dead 99% she was pronounced dead uh, three years ago, four years ago. And uh, we were in a college doing our finals. And we, our friends came to our apartment and said, hey, you need to pack your bags and leave because doctors said to call everyone, immediate family members to come back because she's dying. And me and Ringo were like, what the heck? Our final week, we're, there's two more two more exams to go and we already booked out for doing crusades in Middle East. So in Dubai and Kuwait. So we're like, we booked the missions trip and then we're like, so we, we held hands and started praying and said, Hey, like we're not, we're not going to see our mom today. We're not booking our flights. We are going for our missions trip. We are going to do what God has 
plans for us and we will see our parents after two months. We started declaring that promise over and over and uh, she she was paralyzed, half paralyzed. Uh, one side was whole paralyzed. Uh, she lost her memory. Um, she had a stroke, so she broke her vein or something like that. And it was serious. But, you know, as you said, Michelle, prayer has so much power. As I said, prayer does the unthinkable. Like whatever, maybe doctor said she she's dead. But there's a doctor who's more than the physical doctor. And uh, we claimed, we prayed. She was in, in the intensive care unit for 21 days. 21 days. And, uh, and it was amazing. It, before she left the hospital, she walked. Oh, wow. That's Incredible. crazy. Before she left the hospital, she walked. And now she's living her life uh, past five years now. Um, regained the memory. Um, nothing is paralyzed in her body. Every organs are functioning. Uh, back to life, right? 99% pronounced dead. They just left her. They're like, yeah, she can be in the intensive care unit. We are not going to provide any help because we know nothing can help her. Wow. So just, they just left. Doctors just left. But there's a power that comes. And guess what? We finished our... Um, schooling we went to that mission trip and we saw my parents back home after two months mm -hmm. from that news prayer does the unthinkable so much power and uh, yeah it's not just a cute thing no no it's just remarkable what happens through prayer when we allow god into every situation right mm -hmm. it's he just does it it's mind-blowing of how god does the ways that he he does it like even coming Restoration Church, miracle again. Miracle after miracle, God is telling, hey, he's faithful. If we be faithful in what he asks us to be faithful, maybe prayer, maybe, you know, any giving, any part, if we be faithful, he is, he's faithful, God. He will do it. So, uh, quick question before we end up. Is there anything in your personal lives that you think God did the unthinkable that you can remember of? There's so many, honestly. Oh my gosh, I know. There's a lot of things that have happened, even the past year, <laughs> honestly. Some, th some stories aren't mine to share, but like God has always shown through in different seasons of life where it's like people might call it coincidence, but that's God. Right. Like that's all God and it's prayers that we prayed for and we've mm. seen it happen and evidence of God working through someone's life or, you know, healing in one shape or another. Like it's, it's happened. Like one of my good friends, a huge breakthrough of healing has been happening. Like right. it's, and these are prayers that have been prayed for years. Mm. Okay. And like, that's another thing too, is like our timeline is not God's timeline. And right. as cliche and cheesy as it sounds, it's so true because like we have this mindset where we need things immediately fast. Right. Like we need it now or why isn't it happening? Like we get stuck in that trap, but like God doesn't have a timeline. He is not of time. Right. And so to, kind of remind ourselves that as Michelle was saying, like just because so much chaos or crazy stuff is happening around us and it doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. Like it's a small tidbit of God's timeline and his big plan. And so, um, but just like, again, changing it back into what your question was, it's, it's incredible to see 
prayers answered throughout many of the years. I mean, even my kids, my kids are answered to prayers. Like I've walked through a couple miscarriages and to have them like Levi was another one. Like I had a hematoma, like there, there was like a 50% chance of him going to, that he was going to make it. I remember the ear, the emergency room doctor pretty much stating like, there aren't really going to anything you can do just be on bed rest. And I was like, okay. And like, obviously that was horrifying to hear. Um, and I lived in a lot of fear at that point, but I was like, no, we're living in faithfulness here. And he came through and he's here. He's two years old running around like a crazy kid. Right. <laughs> but like that's, that's evidence of prayer right there. I answered prayers and God is a miraculous God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we have so many. I feel like we have so many hospital experiences, like yeah. my near-death experience. Your life yeah, is your a life testimony. Is a testimony. Eight yeah. years ago where the doctors were miracle. like, I don't know. I mean, she's just, she's going to die or, you know, Nate say bye to her and I pulled through. But I think one that was cool to me because the doctor admitted that the God I pray to had power. And yeah. Benton amazing. was just learning to walk and he put his hands on my brother's oh, wood stove. I remember that. And burnt oh. his hands oh. off. Like, it was horrible. Oh, yeah. So we go to the ER, we rush down to Boston and they perform surgery right away on his hands. And they tell us he's not going to have marks on his hands anymore. And we'll have to break the skin so his fingers don't kind of get healed stuck. Right. Ugh. And so we are going down to Boston every two days and they break the skin and they do all these things. And, you know, he's supposed to be in these ca like casts for months. And we just, as a church, prayed for him. And as a family, prayed for him, God, heal it. Restore every line on his hand. May we not even know that he burnt his hands. And we went down. It was a Monday. And they took off the bandages to break the skin. And the doctor was like, I have been in the burn unit for 20 years. And I have never seen oh hands heal this way. Oh, wow. She goes, what are you doing? <gasps> and I went... I, I just pray. And she goes, girl, never stop praying to your God because he has power. Aww, and you can't, wow. Benton, the only thing is when Benton gets cold, you can see a little scar. But other than that, every single line came back to his hand. Wow. Every, wow. Like all pigment back in his hands. You cannot tell that he burnt his hands off. Wow. Um, and that's the power of prayer. <laughs> and the that. doctor that's was incredible. like, Ooh, when oh she left, God. she's like, girl, pray yeah. to that God. Yeah. He's doing something. Those and are the best It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it was like just... When the doctors admit it, you know, right. they're just like, this was yeah. God. When, yeah, like, I know, right? People that don't believe in the God can admit that there is a God. Yeah, because yeah, she didn't. Like, yeah, okay. she did not believe in God at all. Um, but when she took it off, I, her face was just like sheer, like, what in the world have you done to him? Like, how did you do this? Right. Wow. That's insane. That's like, insane. really neat. I always wished I'd videotaped it, but. That's really insane. Science can only go so, so far. Yeah. <laughs> I know, really right? Cool. God is about science. God is about our thinking. God is about our emotions, feelings, and that's the God we serve. And uh, hey, if you, uh, those that are listening, if you have testimonies like that, post it to our We Are Restoration page. Mm -hmm. We would love to get to know what God is doing in your lives uh, because it's not just for us, right? It's not just for Michelle, Haley, Pastor Nate, Pastor Jeremy. It's, uh, we know we know that God is doing something in your lives as well. So uh, please, if you're not part of your restoration page and on Facebook, please join. We'd love to get to know you and uh, really just keep posting uh, what God is doing in our lives. We want to we wanna listen to it. We want to share it. We want to praise God for His goodness. Yeah, because it builds he's our a good faith. God. Mm. He's a good God. So uh, usually... Uh, when we end the podcast, we give them resources. Uh, 
for them to read or to listen? Uh, do you guys have one? I have one. Uh, Dangerous Prayers. It's a book by Craig Goschel. He's one of the leading yep, uh, pastors, mentors. He's all about leadership and he wrote a book, uh, Dangerous Prayers. So that's really one. Um, There's I another one. I believe it's called Circle Maker or something like that. Yeah, Circle Maker by um, um, Mark Batterson. Huh. And that's about like, I, if I remember, it's been 10 years since I think I read that book, but it's about claiming things that God oh, said wow. are yours. So like in the book, he talks about walking around a building that he wanted for a church in the town, right. like, and, or the city gave it to him or whatever. It was something like that, but it was like claiming it. And, mm. and, you know, if God said it was yours, it's yours. And wow. I know we did that with our Dover location. Mm -hmm. um, we would go to the parking lot and pray over that building until God gave it to us. Um, but cir yeah, circle, mate, circle Maker is a good one. All right. There you go. Circle Makers and uh, Dangerous Prayers. So that's something that you can read. And again, um, post what God is doing in your lives. Uh, we will love, well, we will love, love, love to read and share with the church. And, uh, and again, before we leave, uh, keep... Keep your prayer life healthy, uh, you know, as much as you want your body to be healthy, your spiritual body needs and healthy diet and Absolutely. that comes through prayer. So uh, let's, let us know how prayer uh, changes your life and how, uh, and again, if you have any questions about prayer or like anything related to prayer or how we should pray, how can we pray, is there any formulas or whatever, shoot us a text, uh, you can connect with us, any form, Facebook, uh, easiest way, but um, yeah, shoot us that text and we will answer those questions. Well, thank you guys, thank you both for joining today, Haley and Michelle, we were so thankful for you guys, for your insight in prayer, and uh, well, Continue praying for our missions uh, missions team. They'll be coming back next Sunday morning, early morning. So continue praying for them as they as they minister to people there. All right. God bless you guys. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye.